Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dying Breeds with me, Gervais Serene. This week, I'll be lifting the cloche on a classic dish that's fallen off the modern menu as society gorges itself on a smorgasbord of chaos and decline. Examining the advertisements on the top deck of the omnibus, one is assaulted with constant invocations for self-improvement. Drop a dress size in a week. Are you beach body ready? Get the London look. Modern remedies and quick fixes for weight loss abound. But what about more traditional methods? The gymnasium, the Turkish bath and, of course, the health farm. Are they still efficacious for 21st century man or woman? This week, I'll be visiting the Slimmer Tesson, a health farm just outside Ilkley, to see if this model of self-improvement is having to tighten its belt or if it still has a place at the table. It's shortly after 6pm of a Friday evening and I'm carrying my suitcase on a footpath alongside the busy M11 near Chigwell in East London. The weekend traffic is streaming along the road beside me, busy people hurtling out of London into the warm embrace of their families who await them in the dormitory towns of Bedford, Wellingborough and beyond. You may wonder why I'm promenading alongside a motorway in the dark. <laughs> well, the subject of this week's episode lies over 200 miles away, and I'm about to join a group driving up to the Slimmer Tesson on Ilkley Moor. This is a source of great personal interest for me, not because I have any pressing need to join the ranks of the terminally underweight, but because the Slimmer Tesson was once St Agatha's School for Boys, where I was lucky enough to spend a year as a boarder, a comforting substitute family during a somewhat trying time. The old boys' newsletter, Matron's Embrace, mentioned some years ago that the school had changed use, and when I contacted the owners, they put me in touch with a very enthusiastic upcoming customer, whom I believe is standing just a few feet ahead of me outside the SO petrol station. Um, Cooey! Uh, Mel! <sighs> now then, Mr Sarine? <laughs> Indeed. How's it going? You all right? Better look like a right streetwalker, don't I? Oh, certainly not, in those very athletic, bright white training shoes. Mate, these are Air Force Ones. Guess how much they cost me? Oh, a pretty penny, I shouldn't wonder. Mel, I'd like to start by asking... No, go on, have a guess. Come on, you guess how much. I'll say higher or lower, and then I can do your shoes, right? <sighs> Honestly, I've been studying 20 minutes on me Todd already. I'm going mad. Played every game I could think of. Look at that bin, full of balled-up paper. Oh, reminds me of my novel writing days. I've been trying to get as many in as I can before another Vauxhall goes past. I got 17 before. Do you want to go? What an inventive mind. Perhaps first you could introduce yourself to our listeners and explain why you're taking a trip to a health farm. Right, nice one. Um, I'm Mel. I'm 35. I know I don't look it, mate. It's going to fall off a cliff, though. My mum looks about 20 till she hit her 40s, and then, boom... Um, I'm, I'm from Manchester, Withenshaw, largest council estate in Europe, you know? And I am stood here, lobbing paper at a bin on a Friday night because I'm waiting for a minibus full of girls heading off for a weekend away and a right laugh. It's the broccoli mums, bums, legs and tums on tour, mate, heading for a retreat. Well, just a treat, hopefully. Do you want one of these cans? Stella Artois, a Belgian ale. Well, yes, I wouldn't wish to be called Stick in the Mud. Oh, 
It's quite, um, zinky, isn't it? Is it Belgian? What, like that detective? Poirot, wasn't it? You look a bit like him, actually. Well, I believe there is a little Belgian on the maternal side. Who is it? Tintin. He's a little Belgian, isn't he? <gasps> Me and my brother, we used to send our mum potty when that Tintin cartoon came on telly. We'd stand on the kitchen chairs and wouldn't get down until the theme tune finished. Used to drive her up the bloody wall. <laughs> God, kids are awful, aren't they? What hijinks! And how lovely to have a sibling. It must be quite the different story now you have children of your own. You are? Me? Kids? The Broccoli Mums. You're a member, aren't you? No. Oh, right. I get you. No, it's my best mate, Alison. It's her crew. She moved down to Nuned just before she popped her sprog, hence the Broccoli Gang. And she wanted to do something special for a birthday, like go away, right? So I said I'd organise it. I was thinking Berlin for the weekend, try and get into Bergheim, have a boogie to some dystopian techno. But she's got kids now, two of them. One's nearly three and the other one's, um, Christ, is he one? Anyway, she wanted to invite all the other mums from her NCP thing, whatever. New mum chums. They all do fitness together. Ah, a keep fit club for new mums. They keep the jaws fit, mate. Talking about nappies, bath times and Peppa Pig. I ain't got much to say to the rest of them. What do I know about babysick? Yes, quite. And why did you choose a health farm? Well, I said to him. Let's have a weekend away, somewhere relaxing and healthy in that. I was thinking, like, bit of wine, cocktails, lying around in dressing gowns and stuff. I said I'd find somewhere, and this place sounded like it fit the bill. Healthy, far away from the kids, classes, if you can be asked, and they all agreed to keep it a surprise for Alison. She's going to love it. And then when the Slimmer Tessa said you were making a documentary, I thought, nice one, get this documented. Like fear and loathing in West Yorkshire, only with a bag of cans instead of a boot full of mescaline. So this is a surprise road trip. Oh, what a wonderful present. A magical mystery tour. I've always wanted to experience a sharabang. Just don't tell them where we're off to, right? I'm going to do a big reveal, like at the end of Bullseye. My lips are sealed. Although I can't promise not to lead a jolly group sing-song. All the Sharaban classics roll out the barrel. Yeah, keep an eye out for that SL bloke, will you? He keeps shouting at me when I'm having a cig. Oh, he's waving. Looks rather urgent. He's a right busybody. Alison would tell him what for. She's got no fear. You get yourself ready for a mint party, Gervais, mate. This is going to go off this bus. Here, all these cans. Oh, I've got a mixed CD somewhere. The party bus is coming. <laughs> oh, here it is. All aboard. Woohoo! Yeah. Hey, you look mad for it. Look out, ladies. Here we come. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. Woohoo! Well, hey! Who wants to... Oh, well, well, what's happened here? You lot come from a funeral? Ah, I'm just boarding the minibus where I can see six mums all ready to head off for the slim... Oop, nearly loose lips. Good evening, ladies. I'm Gervais Serene. Babes, who's this? Hitchhiker? Alison! How's it going, mate? Here, get your gob round one of these. <laughs> not now. Uh, hi, Gervais, I'm Alison. Look, I'm sorry if Mel's led you down the proverbial, but we're not taking any passengers. I'm... I'm actually making a documentary, and Mel invited me to join your merry group. God, there's always a surprise with you, Mel. Um, OK, then. Welcome aboard. There's a seat next to me. What's up with sad sack at back? Be nice. <gasps> 
Helen's just a bit worried we're going raving and she's not sure she's up for it. Are you, Helen? I'm just not sure that I... You're all right, Ellen. Give us a smile. OK, driver, let's do this. OK, everyone, let's have your attention. <clears throat> we are gathered here today to celebrate the union of... <laughs> no, seriously. Cheers for giving us your deposits and allowing me to organise this for my fantabulous Bessie May Allison. Mel is standing at the front of the minibus and the mums are staring in rapt, quite emotional attention. Oi, Gervais, pipe down now. Oh. Me and Alison have known each other since first year of uni when she asked me <laughs> what that song was that I was playing over and over again. Do you remember? What was it? Oh, um... <laughs> anyway, I said, I bet I can play this on repeat for longer than you. And she said, no way, can you? And I said... Mel, get on with it. Where are we going? Yes, 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 where, yes where, where are, are we going? All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we are off. Drum roll, please. To Ilkley. On Ilkley Morbata. On Ilkley Morbata. Come on. On Ilkley Morbata. Where the ducks play football. <laughs> well, as you know, health and relaxation and fitness and, like, having a laugh was what Alison wanted. And you can all rest your nipples and whatever. Get back to being a natural woman. <laughs> So I've booked us into the Slimmertessen. The what? You what? Where? A delicatessen? No, Helen, you clothy is. It's like an elf farm spa retreat, right? We're just going to go chill, hang out, do some classes if you want. Get away from it all. Three days without any of your whining brats. <laughs> so, to get us all in the party mood, I'm going to pass around this bag of cans. Just dip in, ladies. Let me find my CD. Alison, might I wish you a happy birthday? And I do apologise for gate-crashing. I didn't realise my presence would be unannounced. It's all right. I've learnt to expect the unexpected with Mel. Once, she told me we were out of milk and we had to go to the shops. And we didn't come home for two days. Straight out to the pub, then a club, then some after-party. Jeez, we never did get any milk either. So she challenged me to put Kahlua on my Cocoa Pops instead. Always making it a competition. Anyway, those days are long gone for me. I've got two under two. Can't remember the last time I even had a wee in peace. But it must be awfully challenging, leaving your children behind. They're very resilient, though, to being left, I mean. It's tough, but yeah, I know. And the irony is, I'm a full-on feminist, Gervais. I used to say people should raise their kids in a commune. None of this patriarchal capitalist unit that represses women. Ever read any Judith Butler? Um, Andrew Dworkin? She was seminal for me, she was. Right, found my CD. Here we go. Oh, my God. Even the sound of someone wailing sets me off. Can we kill the music, Mel? All right, Grandma. Christ. Sorry, Gervais. I was saying I used to be the poster girl for radical feminism. And look at me now. Weeping as soon as I step away from heteropatriarchal normativity. Weeping? Oh, take my hanky. I'm not weeping up there, Gervais. The sound of crying sets my boobs off. Could you pass that suction pump? Uh, oh, uh, can I offer you the use of my cloak as a modesty shield? 
That's kind of you to vase, but I don't hide away. Breast is best. Perhaps I should let you be for a moment and survey some of the other mums. Hello there. Helen, is it? So nice to meet you. And you? I'll just park my posterior between you and, um... This is Lou. Hello there. Now, might I ask how you feel about a pampering weekend away? Uh, Helen? I don't know if I deserve pampering. I should be at home. You see, Jeremiah has glue ear. He's sobbing constantly. And I had to just leave him there. Oh, God, I'm horrible. With Simon, who is completely useless. He asked me which end of him does the grommet go in. Oh, God, I hope he's all right. What a terrible mother. Oh, something must have appealed to you about attending a healthy retreat, though. Perhaps to, um, well, not wishing to be indiscreet, and of course I'm not referring to you specifically, but there may be some for whom, um, reattaining, uh, shall we say, prenatal physicality... You mean, how do I go back to not looking like a beach whale? I know what you're trying to say, Gervais. I can't believe it's got to this state. I kept telling myself, you can do this, Helen. It's so easy to eat healthier. But I'm exhausted. Constantly. I never sleep. And then all I can do to stay awake is eat chocolate. I'm getting through three packs of Gillian a day. Oh, they're so Moorish, aren't they? You could buy these fat burner pills. I'd heard they just melt the fat away, turn it to liquid and it passes through you. Oh, like mildew remover. Probably the same chemicals. You basically hit the fat out. Oh. It's disgusting, I know. It's like something you'd see on Channel 5, but I'm so ashamed. I tried it. And, well, apparently it is quite common to lose control, but the loo was out of order in John Lewis. And... Oh. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be telling you this. It's disgraceful. So I just thought, no, I'm not carrying on with this. This is not who I am. Oh, dear Lord. I had no idea such diet aids existed. Um, Lou, do you have a tale to tell about keeping trim? I was wondering when I was going to get a word in. <laughs> oh, do I detect a hint of a Birmingham accent? Birmingham? No. I'm from Stourbridge originally, but I moved down here for uni and never left. <laughs> oh, I see. And might I ask, have you ever tried these liquidating pills that Helen mentioned? God, if you think them fat burners are daft, I pay for this remote gym session on my iPad. Some guy in Lycra who shouts at you in an online class, telling you to climb the peak on your exercise bike. Trouble is, he can see you if you're slacking. If Taj and Eloise aren't wailing for the boob, my iPad's bleeping at me. Your class starts in ten minutes, your class starts in five minutes, you missed your last fourteen classes, you fat knacker. I swear it's conspiring with my Fitbit. They share intel on how many steps I've taken, how many calories I'm storing, how long it'll be before I get type 2 diabetes and leave the twins orphaned, burying their mother in a plus-sized coffin. How awful. I shouldn't want anyone monitoring my calorific intake. I don't suppose one should have a pork pie for breakfast every day, but one does get rather tired of bread and dripping. Although I do like to vary it with some patent paparium. Gentleman's relish to the uninitiated. Salty, very umami. It's not just for gentlemen, ladies. <laughs> oh, I say, don't look so sad, Helen. And would a sing-song help? It's a long way to tip... Remember this one, Alison! And here we are. Wake up, sleepyheads. <laughs> We're heading down the long driveway, still lined with conifers, I see. 
Oh, and with the magnificent hall straight ahead of us. Although it's quite hard to make out in the dark, it's a hugely impressive example of a 16th century hunting lodge, later transformed into a residential school, of which I was once a very proud pupil. God, it looks like something out of Scooby-Doo. Just needs thunder and lightning. All right, let's do this! Hello, hello, hello! Ladies, ladies, I, I don't all rush at once. There's plenty of me to go around. Rich is the name, but you can call me Romeo. Uh, oh, here, let me help you off the bus. Yeah, you lean on me, duck. Ah, greetings. You must be the groundskeeper. I'm Gervais Serene. Yeah, all right, mate. Come on, get yourself down. Who's next? Come on, let me help. Or perhaps your matron. <laughs> Equality of the sexes and all that. Yeah, whatever's needed, pal. Might I pass you my valise? Give over. You can carry that yourself, big strong lad like you. Oh, hey up, love. You're tired. Long journey. Bloody endless. All right, come on. Give us your hand. Oh, you're perishing. We'll get you warmed up. Rich, whilst you're helping the party to deboard, could you explain exactly what your role is here at the Slimitessen? Oh, I'm a right odd job, man, me. Welcome her in, Chief. Yeah, all right, love. How are you doing? Uh, what else? Uh, I run the classes, serve the fodder, mop the sweat off floor. I'll even tuck some of you in if you want. Uh, oh, well, that's it, sweetheart. Just step down here. Give us your case. Oh, I see. Multi-skilled. <laughs> it's actually not my first time here. Oh, yeah. Success story, were you? When did it all go wrong? No, I'm, I'm just joshing. I, I was once a boarder here, a number of years ago now, uh, surely before your time. Um, how old are you? Nineteen. Right baby face, aren't I? That's what my mum says. Oh, I suppose you're much too young to remember any of the previous staff. There was a wonderful matron named Mrs Dalwinny. In fact, it was she who welcomed me on my first day with such Glaswegian warmth. Stop your sobbing hen and shoo off inside. <laughs> such wise words. Ah, Mel, Alison, how are you feeling? Isn't it a magnificent building? I need a cig after that, mate. Here you are, Alison. Mel, what you want about? You know I don't smoke. It's a health farm. Are you going to try and be healthy? Ladies and gentlemen, you are now within the confines of the Slimatessen, and as such, you are under my charge. There will be no smoking anywhere on the grounds, so kindly extinguish the cigarette. Now! Right, ladies, this way. Follow me. Don't worry, I'll bring your bags up afterwards. Do shout out if you personally want me to orienteer you around your rooms. Christ, it's freezing in here. It's like a TB ward. We are assembled in the grand hallway of the school. At the Slibertessen, I mean. An enormous wooden staircase dominates the left side of the hall, and the wonderful timber work remains. Carved wooden elephants ornament the facades, and biblical scenes are dotted around to occupy and comfort the careful observer. I do see, however, a few modern additions, a brace of closed-circuit cameras littering the walls, and a bullhorn tannoy system drilled into what, if memory serves, was a carving of St. Augustine labouring over his scrolls. Oh, dear. Silence! All of you! Yes. Let me get a good look at you. 
What a bunch of figgy puddings we have here. Oh, charming. Oh, that's not very nice. Who's this bag? Enough! Allow me to introduce myself. I am the Countess, owner and proprietor of this advanced temple of physical perfection. I can assure you all that my scientifically calibrated program is guaranteed to achieve stupendous results, but only if my orders are followed to the letter. Every one of you will, no doubt, achieve marvelous things. But there is a special reward, a gold medal, for the person who sheds the highest number of disgusting, flabby, excess pounds over the course of the weekend. Okay, Princess. Listen, thing is, I've got a bit of a gammy leg, right? So I'm actually just going to be taking it easy, like chilling in the steam room with me Bessie Allison. Actually, where's the hotel bar? We've not missed happy hour, have we? I will not have idlers and loafers at this limitation. Your program of events is compulsory. And there will be no steam room or hotel bars, gammy legs or no. Do I make myself crystal clear? Hang on. Try it, will you? Just be nice. Yes, you don't want to get detention. Believe me. I have had enough. Each of you will be weighed by Richard, and then you will be shown to your dormitories. Get a good rest. Relax. You will have hard, long weekend if you want to achieve. Stirring stuff. Rather like one of Reverend Galloway's rousing oratories to the new boarders. Oh, I say, wait for me. I'm bedding down for the night after our initial pep talk from the Countess, who, in her velour leisure suit, tightly scraped blonde bun and steel-tipped cane, couldn't be much further from dear old Reverend Galloway, the headmaster during my last stint here. I'm rather thrilled to say I'm back in what was the boys' dorm, although sadly on my own this time. The conditions are suitably spartan for such Olympiad trials as we seem to have facing us, just a camp bed and the strip lighting overhead. Luxury items, such as pillows, duvets and curtains, have been forsworn, no doubt to better focus our minds on the task ahead. Still then, a place of quiet reflection and studious hard work, as it was so many years ago. Thankfully, I'm able to bunker down and improvise, using my valise in lieu of a pillow and my cloak as a comforter. Bedtime, as I remember it, was the scene of some of our wildest boyhood japes. For example, when Spotty Muldoon would leap onto an unsuspecting new boy's bed and begin to simulate the suggestive writhing of screen star Diana Dawes. <laughs> it is time for lights out. Sleep is mandatory. Oh, oh dear. I now remember just how dark it is here on the moors. <laughs> so wonderful, really, to be away from the floodlit motorways and the 24-hour hyperstores. Oh, now I think I can make out the stars through the windows. Is that the distinctive shape of the Leo constellation? Ah, yes, there's the sickle. Lights out means no talking. At once. Good night, all. Is there a fire? Come on, you lot, get up into the corridor now. It is 4am, and my eyes haven't quite adjusted to the brightness of the overhead lights. Um, if I'm not very much mistaken, we are having a traditional fire drill. This building is mostly timber, and is quite the tinderbox, as we found out on the night sparks, or 
Fatty Two Chins, as some of the older boys called him, tried to make jam roly polies in the dorm. Under my bed, actually. Uh, no, it's not a fire drill. Come on, ladies, out your bed. Ah, into formation. I say, Mel, isn't it fun? Get for. This reminds me of a wonderful prank the other boarders played on me. I was awoken in the night by a liquid that can only be assumed to... <laughs> I'm... I'm... I'm with the mums, and we're, we're setting out across a pitch-black moor. Uh, Mel? Where's Mel? I am so sorry, Gervais. I didn't realise it was going to be Stalag Luft. She's a right Colonel Clink, isn't she? Oh, well, spare the rod and all that. Thank you, Gervais. It's nice to hear a positive attitude from someone. We did come here to be healthy, didn't we? And why is that so important to you, Alison? Oh, I used to be super healthy. Mel won't want to tell you this because it's not cool. But we did actually used to go running together, didn't we? She even kept a tally of who was fastest. But then I had to stop. Pre-eclampsia with my first one, so I had to sit on my arse for three months. Drove me spare. What are you on about? I used to come round and cheer you up. Cheer me up? Like getting pissed and moaning on about how much Shoreditch has changed while I'm nursing a bladder the size of an atom and can't leave the house? Well, I do like to have company. She hasn't always been like this, Gervais. She surprised me once for my birthday. Bundled me into this car, blindfold, thrust a litre of Malibu in me hand, and the next thing I know, we're in Gatecrasher. Is that a farming event? Gatecrasher. Legendary club in Sheffield. Hard house? The hardest house I've been in was when I was interviewing the Cray twins for... Oh, I say, could we slow it down just a notch? Keep up, Gervais. We're only on mile one. You're just like this one. She used to start out at 100 miles an hour saying she was going to beat me. But I'm a distance runner. Always said I'd get gold if they put me in the 10,000 metres. Give over. I could thrash you any day. I'm just a bit out of practice. She never shut up about winning gold, Gervais. She said she got the school record for cross-country, but I never saw it. That's what I mean, Gervais. She starts out at such a lick, then she's gabbing so much she's out of puff. It's the cigs. No, it's the sleep. Can't do this. I'm barely three hours. Try having two kids. Three-hour sleep's a luxury to me. I'd be doing this every morning if I could. Not lazing in bed, gawping at Twitter till ten. Oi! I'm skimming the news feeds, actually. Less chitty-chatter, ladies. I want to see legs pumping, not jaws. You're not fishwives in Obertish, guessing about neighbours' filthy laundry. <laughs> I actually think I might just take a breather and lie down here. Oh, Keen listeners will be able to hear that idling engine, a quad bike being driven by Rich, with the Countess riding side saddle. Get up! Why are you lying in the mud like a huge... Charlie cake. Charlie cake? It is no wonder you are overheating. Look at you, with towels stuffed in your neck, running in hot nail boots, and why you are wearing deerstalker. Get up, man. Don't listen to her, mate. I think you look cool. Let me help you up. On three. Oh, but it's rather comfy down here. <sighs> 
Refreshed from a morning of good hard exercise, I've been granted an audience with the Countess, and Rich is guiding me to her office. Uh, Rich, as we're walking, could you give us an outline of the activities on offer here at the Slimmertessen? Uh, we've got advanced hula hooping, pogo arts, rope climbing. Ah, yes, I remember the burn of those mighty ropes stretching so high to the eyes of the young. Ah, well, I never found a way to string the ropes back up, so I just lay them out on floor like, and you sort of wriggle along them like a snake. Mm. Fitness instruction really has innovated, hasn't it? You're rather young to have completed the advanced studies required in this line of work. Where did you study? Er, uh, well, I started this MVQ. Or was it a GMVQ? Anyway, it was online. A bloke on YouTube, actually. He'd done a GMVQ and then he was just, like, talking about it, school and that, what sort of people were in his class and everything. And then I shouldn't wonder if it was onto a Bachelor of Science. Oh, yeah, definitely a Bachelor. That's what my mum calls us. Rich, you are a Bachelor boy. Actually, it's a great place to be a Bachelor, this. Always available for some personal training. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Right, here we are, the Countess's office. I've got to get my penny on for lunch service, so I'll leave you to it. Good luck. Oh, the same foreboding oak-panelled door. Some of the boys would stand before it, knees trembling, babbling away to themselves just to delay going in for a pastoral chat with the Reverend. Never as bad as they thought it would be. No need for butterflies in the stomach. Deep breath and give the door a knock. Don't be a nervous Nancy. Oh, this is quite the change from the last time I was in here. I'm surrounded by banks of monitors, quite comprehensive coverage of the entire Slimmertessen. The walls are covered in anatomical posters, and there's a skeleton in the corner. Very scientific. Mm, lots of charts. Oh, and there, where Reverend Galloway's throne was mounted, well, I'll be an original Ditzel hanging egg chair. What a specimen, Countess. Please, Mr. Sarin, I would be honoured if you'd call me Svetlana. Take a seat. Make yourself comfortable. You must be tired after all your exertions. Oh. Oh, I fear I shall have to be levered out of this chair. <laughs> Countess Svetlana, this is quite the lair. You must be able to keep an eye on every single bead of sweat from up here. No, of of course, but not everything. I, I wouldn't have a camera in the toilets or the showers. <laughs> Naughty. You must forgive my rather austere persona earlier, but be assured I am quite the pussycat underneath. <laughs> Could you tell us, Countess, how you came to run this fine establishment? Ah, of course. The year, 1977, and I was one of just a few girls from across the many Soviet republics to be hand-picked for an elite gymnastics unit, preparing, of course, for the 1980 Olympic Games, which was to be the ultimate display of the final triumph of communism. We were sent to a residential boot camp hidden away just outside Donetsk, we trained from dawn to nightfall, till we collapsed into our rubber camp mats, only to wake up and do it all over again, with our minds trained on our sole purpose, grinding our American opponents into tiny specks of capitalist dirt. But 
1979, one year before the competition, I sustained tragic career-ending injuries attempting a vault with a triple-twist layout ending on a horse visits weight set perilously low. My chances of Olympic gold were cruelly dashed, and, like a grease-stained burger wrapper ejected from the window of a rusting Cadillac speeding down a highway, I was tossed aside by the Supreme Council of Physical Culture. I was quickly married off to a local party boss who had enjoyed watching us train. Mikhail was corrupt enough to keep me in American cigarettes and Scottish whiskey, but kind enough to spare me the tortuous, repetitive life of a party functionary's wife, constantly having to entertain boorish Soviet dignitaries. But then came glasnost, perestroika, the fall of the Berlin Wall. The system collapsed around us. Our lives were upended, much like the contents of Ardasha when a revenge-thirsty mob of locals broke in and ransacked it. Mikhail was able to buy me some time to flee by taking out a few members of the mob with a small Mauser anti-tank rifle, which he kept for purely hunting purposes. I quickly disguised myself as an elderly babushka, hiding whatever priceless antique jewelry I could carry about my person, and began my my long, troubled journey towards the new border in East Berlin. There, I was able to barter my way onto a plane heading for the one place I knew I would be guaranteed safety. England. Yet, Cuba. Sadly, our flight hit inclement weather, and we were forced to make an emergency landing in London. It was there, amongst the burgeoning emigre community of former party elite, that I heard of people trading in their smuggled jewelry and collections of Fabergé eggs for the stable bricks and mortar of anonymous country homes. There, they would assume new identities, freeing themselves of the baggage of their past. I heard of a residential boys' school which had closed after the headmaster ran amok and attempted to found his own republic before being overpowered by the staff. Ah, Reverend Galloway had often mentioned such a plan, but of course we all assumed it was just an idle fancy of his. So, I purchased the school and used what was left of my funds to install a high-tech suite of fitness equipment, cameras to monitor every movement, and a juicing station. So began my own experiment with stretching the limits of human stamina. The Countess Svetlana weight counter-revolution. That was nearly 30 years ago. And whilst trends and fads come and go, I remain convinced I have uncovered the greatest weapon in the war on fat. Fear. Yes, fear is the greatest tool. It is scientifically proven to aid dramatic weight loss. Really? Mm. So, Gervais, that is how I came to run the Slimitessen. Oh, how wonderfully dramatic and tragic, of course. Poor Mikhail. So, the Countess is, in fact, just a, a persona you assume to generate the correct level of fear? Yes, yes. Really, as you can see, I, I am a harmless, simple woman. I do this only for effect. <gasps> the CCTV. What is this? An intruder by the bins? Oh, I wouldn't wish to be a Timmy Tattletale, but that intruder looks rather like Mel. What is she holding up? Cans? Ca cans of beer? Yet, yet, yet! You! By the bins! Yes, I see you! Drop those now! Inside! 
There will be 200 extra star jumps for you! Please, Jarvis, excuse me, but the persona has to be maintained for the broccoli big bums in order for them to achieve the results they dream of. Well, it's an incredibly innovative method. Yet, far from it. This is no fly-by-night trendy hipster trick, Gervais. It is scientific. I have decades of data to prove my key message. Fear beats fat. Every time. Now, I must terminate our interview. It is approaching the hour of nutrition. Golly, yes, I am rather peckish. One needs a bit of sustenance to drive oneself through the oncoming physical endeavors. Assemble in the refectory where, in five minutes exactly, you will commence eating your dinner! Uh, it's only half past twelve. You mean lunch? Uh, of course. How foolish of me. Now, hurry along, please, Gervais. Lunch time at last here at the Slimmertessen, and I'm in the refectory, which hasn't changed a bit. Oh, rows of benches along sprawling communal tables. I'm in the queue with some of the other boarders, Helen and Lou, hungrily awaiting whatever cook has rustled up for our hard-earned repast. It's got to be better than the muck we had this morning. I hate to moan, but it did remind me of something from Jeremiah's nappy. Oh, I rather enjoyed the breakfast juice. A mix of, uh, I think, cabbage, scallions and, uh, no doubt, local spring water. A bit like uh, liquid colcannon. Oh, just imagine if they had a plate of vegan sausage rolls. Oh, yeah, with beans. Oh, no, you can't have beans with a sausage roll. It gets all soggy. I'd murder a chicken Kiev, I would. Oh, God, and some of those Aunt Bessie's roasties. Well, whilst we're daydreaming, I wouldn't turn my nose up at some fried bread. Perhaps a duck leg or two. And spotted dick for afters. Spotted dick? Oh, ghastly. He's the only dick I've spotted. Look at him in his pinny. Get your mouths round that, ladies. Oh, leave him alone. He looks quite sweet in it. Do you think he's on the menu? Oh! Might I ask how you're both enjoying the stay so far? Well, it's not quite the relaxing retreat Mel promised us. I had to sit on a washing machine wearing a weighted vest. It's a bit unconventional. It's easier than dealing with twins, though. Try holding one down with your foot and changing the other one's nappy while they both scream bloody murder. Welcome, ladies. I can see you're starving. What would you like from me loving oven? What is that? Oh, it looks a lot like Mrs Dalwini's famous steamed wheat meal. Most nourishing. Did she leave you the recipe, Rich? You're joking. We've got a store cupboard full of tins of this, mate. Can gruel. Came from some Romanian orphanage that went bust. Well, hey, you're welcome to check the store cupboard, ladies. I'll give you a personal tour. Oh, that's one way to shift the pounds, isn't it? Starvation or slop. Oh, it's actually very hearty. Got a real mm, mouthfeel to it. Rich, I say, if Helen doesn't want her portion, might I take a double helping? Is there no protein on the menu? I've got a line of meat you can have, love. Mm, no, sir. I say, hurry it along, would you? Don't get chippy with cook. Chippy? Oh, now you've done it, Gervais. Cod and large chips. Oh! <laughs> the afternoon is flying by with a wide range of activities. Really stretch all the way down, ladies. That's it. Bend right over. Deeper. Like you are reaching for potatoes at bottom of sec. Ooh, my leggings are going to split. Didn't you do help me? 
And now we're experiencing a session of rhythmic pogo. Really bouncing now, going up and down, up and down. Come on, let's pogo for it. Up, up. Imagine you are like a first dog in space, reaching for the stars in glorious service to your motherland. We're now facing a skipping rope assault course, balancing as many beanbags on our heads as we can. Ah, oh, my grandmother skips faster than that. And she is older than Ural's. Faster, faster! Oops, nearly dropped one. Results! I want to see weight falling off, like gold stripped off icons in Orthodox Church. Mel, how are you getting on? How many beanbags did you manage? I'm not having this. I haven't done skipping since the playground. It's stupid. It's not stupid. It's fun. Don't be such a misery guts. Bloody kid stuff this is. Oh, and while I remember, did you hear her over the tannoy earlier saying dinner instead of lunch? And I found these cans. Stop gassing. Get into it. You're putting me off with your blethering. Gervais, your turn. Move, move. Imagine the NKVD are chasing you through the streets of Moscow. Oh, uh, oh, oh, miss, look. I did it with four bean bags. Teacher's pet. Well, it's time for bed. And as we're queuing to brush our peggies, I'm here with Mel. Mel, how have you got on so far? I can certainly feel the pounds dropping off. Cheeky get. I'm not here to lose weight. It's that lot who are carrying all the baggage. All they do is moan about how hard it is having kids and what it's done to their bodies. Well, no one made them do it, did they? What about those of us who don't have kids, who have to listen to stories about projectile vomit or how they have to cancel date night at Weatherspoons because the baby's got a cough and it might be meningitis or something? And here they are, free for a weekend, ready to have a laugh, and suddenly they want to be top of the class. What fun is that? Oh, and another thing. There is something well dodged about this place. I found a load of bodies in the bin. Bodies? Boddingtons, keep your flat cap on. Who is drinking Boddington's on an elf farm, Gervais? It's not me. I wouldn't touch that muck. And it's not going to be this boring bunch, is it? Sure you weren't sniffing out the last dregs of beer? Wouldn't surprise me. Me? Don't give me that. I'm not 21 anymore. You want to stand here moaning about how everyone's moved on. Life moves on, even if you don't. Maybe you should get your head out your arse and look around. It's not all about Mel. You want to talk about baggage? You're the one letting the past weigh you down. Oh, am I? I came here to get away from looking after babies, not listen to one moaning 24-7. Oh, I'm moaning, am I? Well, at least I'm not boring. There's a world outside of your kids, you know. Don't you dare bring my kids into it. Oh, give over. I didn't mean Good it night, that way. Good Jesus! We were supposed to be spending this weekend hanging out together. I haven't seen her in six months. Oh, come now. Don't take it too personally. Tiffs between borders were common in my day, often when we were tired and ratty. Do you know, I always used to soothe the boys to sleep with my set piece. Now, uh, let's see. Um, as I was slowly passing an orphan's home one day... Oh, oh. Attention, my doughy comrades. I have just analysed the printouts from tonight's wedding. Not a single one of you slovenly loaves has shed so much as an ounce. You will be working double sessions tomorrow, so I am bringing forward rest time. Lights out! I'm off to bed. You can have the bathroom, Gervais. Night. Oh, oh, thank goodness I'd already put the toothpaste on the brush. Um, now, where are the taps? Oh.
It's early Sunday morning, and we're back at the juice bar. I must say, I'm looking forward to some fibre. How about you, Mel? Suppose so, yeah. Hmm. And you, Alison? Yes, I am actually, Gervais, because I'm trying to take this seriously, even if that makes me boring. I'd quite like to get some results now we're here, and I've got some time to myself. Oh, wonderful. Um, Mel, what do you think the juice will be today? Dunno, Gervais. Some undrinkable. It's daft, this place. It's not healthy, and it's not a farm. I've a mind to phone up trade's descriptions. Right, Alison? Gervais, you're looking really healthy. Must be all that hard work you've been putting in. Oh, do you think so? I must say, I do feel the benefit. My culottes are really hanging off me. Oh, for God's sake! Gervais, mate, could you do me a favour and pass on a message, since Alison isn't listening to me? Tell her I reckon I can get us out of here. Grab a cider and forget all about last night. I didn't mean it, really. Um, Alison, I've been tasked with... Actually, Gervais, could you tell Mel to shut up Wait. and stick her cider up her backside? And tell her she clearly doesn't get it. She should try thinking about what someone else wants for a change and stop weighing me down. Some of us actually need this and are really pleased we came here. Until she's got that into her head, I can't be arsed with her. Mel, I imagine um, you got the gist of that. I've really mucked this up, haven't I, Gervais? Well, she did seem a little peeved, I must say. OK. I've got a plan. I'm going to fix this. Right, Rich, I need to talk to you. All right, Doc. How do you sleep? Not too lonely. Good morning, Rich. What's on the juice menu today? Look, mate, I know you're 19, got a constant lob on, and you've never been kissed because you're stuck here in Wuthering Nights with a load of mental mums. What? I've been kissed loads, me. You tell me where the control panel is for the princess's CCTV, and in return, I'll set you up with Helen. Is that the nice one? Yeah, cute smile like a little mouse. She is well into you, defo. So, where is it? Is she? Are you sure? She's not a bit too um, smart or experienced, is she? Hmm. Do I detect a hint of dill in this juice, Rich? No, no, no. You're a perfect man. She'll definitely forget about her husband and her two kids for you. Right, come on. Tell me where it is. Now, now, we certainly don't want anyone getting into trouble. Rich, for the listeners, could you share the juice recipe? I'm definitely getting brassicas and a hint of... Mm, imperial leather? Well, whatever it is, it has a mighty spring in its step. OK, Mel. Well, I shouldn't be telling you this, but you know where Lou got locked in that barrel sauna and I couldn't find the key? Oh, we're halfway through the final session of the weekend here in the Body Sculpture Studio. Oh, not sure if it's meant to be this cold, but um, sad as we are that the end is nigh, we're very much looking forward to the medal ceremony later. This session is entitled Listen to Your Body. I fear I already know what my body's saying. Why didn't you pack some long johns? <laughs> the Countess has been working her way through the line of mums, uh, with me bringing up the rear. Next! Quickly, quickly, that's it. Come and stand in front of the mirrors. It's Lou's turn now. With a firm hand from the Countess, she's been positioned in front of a triptych of mirrors, which um, really do give an unflinching reflection of the body's peaks and valleys. The rest of the class gather round as the Countess offers some robust feedback on potential red flags and um, areas to improve. Hmm, childbearing hips. Like a German. You could land the entire Luftwaffe on those. How many times do not hunch? You look like Balalaika with dome for back. He's carrying the twins. I'm always picking them up and leaning over. Why are you carrying your children? 
They should be carrying you! Well, they're only 18 months. Oh, flannel and nonsense. Stand over there. Uh, it's my next, turn next, you, but you I do, do need to pop to the little gentleman's room. What dreadful timing, eh? I'll just slip out so I don't disturb the session. The rule of three, ladies. This mirror reflects mind, body and soul, just like the colours of Russian flag. I can't quite remember the way from here. It might take me a bit longer than expected. Of course I'd hate to miss my turn at the mirrors. <laughs> oh dear, someone's left the door of the boiler room open. Hmm, there's a very warm draught leaking out. I'll, I'll just close it. Uh, although, perhaps I should inspect the pipes, just to make sure the heat isn't escaping in a, a dangerous way. Oh, Mel! Oh, you startled me! Here, hold this hammer, would you? We wondered where you'd disappeared to. You missed the hot stones treatment. Well, actually, it was a bracing cold stones treatment, like a lie down on Skegness Beach. And the ladder climbing session. Oh, and hopscotch bingo. I nearly won house. All right, give us that back. Have this, Countess. <coughs> <laughs> Quickly, Mel, we should get back. Wouldn't want anyone to think we're hideaways. I am not going anywhere, mate. I am waiting right here. Who is messing with my cameras? I have a trip mechanism, yes. The very same one used in the Lubyanka. Mel! I knew it. I, I was just interviewing her about this pipework. Isn't it wonderful? Do you think we could... Um... In all my time, Mel, I have never seen such a lazy, disruptive, mithering, moaning minnow. <gasps> there you go again. Mithering. Did they teach you that in the Kremlin? Well, my English is all I have managed to scrape Give from... it a rest. First it's dinner, is it a lunch, then it's a stash of bodies, and now we're mithering. <laughs> You thought you had everyone fooled, didn't you? But you forgot. You forgot that people from Manchester... We don't forget. And I certainly don't. Does the name Curl Up and Die ring any bells? <gasps> yeah, I know. What's going on, Mel? Gervais, my mum used to get her roots topped up at Curl Up and Die. Everyone said it were a money laundering scheme, a front for a local small-time gangster called Big Michael. He were only five foot two, but he were a rough bugger. And my mum would go there because she said it were cheap and she liked chatting with the owner, Jackie. Don't say that name! Yeah, Jackie! Now, Big Michael got into debt with some lunatic loan sharks from Ancoats, upset him down to snooker all, getting a bit too big for his tiny boots, which were later found floating along with Big Michael face down in the canal. And his wife, Jackie, got kneecapped and told to sell their house and pay him back. But she sold the house, the merc, the jewels... And then she did one and was never heard of again. Until now, eh, Jackie? Oh, I remember your mother, Mel. She were lovely. Always stuck with me. Please, if she were here, she'd say, leave Jackie be. If them lads from Ancourt's find her, they'll gutter like a fish. Listen, you can have anything. Right, well, how about for starters? Never mind the weigh-in. I get first prize, that gold medal. Then you'll give us all the beers we can carry for the journey home. But, Mel, you are top of the weight loss list. Do you think I were born yesterday? See? You lost half a stone. None of the others lost a pound. Even Alison and she tried. She's a good lass, isn't she? I can tell you're close, you two, even if you fight. Leave her out of this. She's my mate. Right, Gervais, you get back and tell them all to meet us in the Grand Hall. Go on. Oh, right-o. Oh. Do you think it is exciting?
Ladies, ladies, calm down, please. The Countess will be along shortly. I'm sure she's just polishing the gold medal. Um, how about a dancing contest? Mel, I say, what on earth is going on? Just you wait and see, mate. Settle down, please, ladies. Thank you for your patience. I am about to make an announcement which may shock you. So please, prepare yourselves. Enough! Now, after lengthy consideration and review, I am going to announce that the winner of the prize for weight loss goes to... Mel! Hold up a minute! Turn that off! I can't do this! Look, I've got to be honest with you all. When we did the weigh-in, I'd stuffed eight cans of Stella down my trackies. I haven't lost the most weight. I just cheated, and I lied to you all. <gasps> so it's only fair that I come clean about this and give the gold medal to the next person on the list. Give me that printout, Princess. Yep. It's clear from this that the real winner is Alison! Me? Are you kidding? Oh my god! I feel like a new woman! Please, Alison, come up here and accept your gold medal! Here comes Rich, wearing what looks like a homemade interpretation of the original costumes of the Greeks who started the Olympic movement. A fine velvet cushion covering his modesty, bearing a wonderful golden medal. Uh, imitation, presumably. Oh, come here, Rich. Give me a smooch. Oh, my God. Right, girls. Listen up. I, I just want to say massive congrats to all of us. We're a sisterhood. It's actually been amazing seeing us all as ourselves, not just as mums. Look what we can do. What is it they say about diamonds? They're formed under pressure. Well, you're all diamonds, you know. And Mel, what can I say? You cheat, you lie, you act like you can't be asked, and you've definitely got the biggest gob in the Northwest. When it comes down to it, you do the right thing and you put your friends first. Love you, Mel. You're my bestie. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for organising all of this. <laughs> Finally won gold! Is this real gold? There's a hallmark. Yes, yes, how very moving. Congratulations all round. Unfortunately, our minibus is waiting outside, so our time together is at an end. Please quickly gather your things and take complimentary cans on way out. Hopefully you will pay us a return visit one day. Mel, I must say that was jolly nice of you. You kept the Countess's secret and handed over your prize. I suppose, whatever her methods, you have to accept that she gets results. Are you joking? Then printouts told a right tale. None of them lost any weight. In fact, Alison put some on. And I didn't actually cheat at the weigh-in either. Oh! No, mate. I was all for blowing the lid off this place, making her give us a massive party. Imagine having a rave here. But look at her. Gold medalist. She always loved winning anything, I'll tell you. Look how happy it's made her. 
Oh, I knew you two would make up your differences eventually. You know what? It's made me think. I'm going to suggest we start going running again. I'm not having her saying she's faster than me, though, and she'll be crowing about this medal, I tell you. But I suppose I do need to let go of a bit of baggage. I'm not getting all hung up on the perfect bod, though. As long as it's healthy and fun, that's the right balance for both of us. Here you are, Gervais. Have one of these. Courtesy of the Countess. Oh, another Belgian ale. Down the hatch. Oh. Deepest gratitude and good health, Alison. And many congratulations on winning gold. Thanks. Look, I'm not bothered about the weight. As you know, I've no truck with this patriarchal nonsense hating my body and all that. It's just so nice to get away and clear my head for a bit. Two kids, imagine what it does to your brain. Oh, I shouldn't begin to imagine. Motherhood can be enough to tip some over the edge. We forget we're people. We just get sucked into being mums, trying to be perfect. But we're still us. Not just boobs, bum wipes and bedtimes. Hey, Mel, come here, you. This one's for you. Cheers. Oh, they're all right, this lot, aren't they? Now... Here's a scoop for you, Gervais. See them two on the back row? Um, Jane and Holly? Well, Holly's just told me they've been secretly together for months. What? And they've just decided to tell their husbands they want an open relationship and equal childcare from now on. Girl power! Speaking of which, look at Helen, rifling through my CDs. Right little raver under that mousy exterior. Oh, one should never judge a book by its cover. Hey, Helen! Bang on a tune for us! Absolutely starving. Oh, I know a lovely place where we can stop for a meal. A warm welcome on the Great North Road. Nobody said that losing weight was easy. It takes hard work, regular exercise and sometimes careful sleight of hand. But the journey towards external wellness touches the insides too, reminding us who we really are and what we're capable of. So, to all would-be slimmers out there, don't forget that the not-so-modern methods still exist. Away from the daily brouhaha, health farms don't need pills or apps. They provide a sanctuary for you to shed old skins and leave feeling much lighter. Do join me again next time when I'll be meeting more people living past lives in present times. The Slimmer Tessum was written by Peter Cragg, based on an idea by Nigel Pilkington and Peter Cragg. Mel was played by Samantha Seeger, Alison by Kate Copeland, Rich was Stephen Kinman, Helen was Penelope Rawlins, and Lou Harriet Carmichael. The Countess was Gina Murray, and the presenter was played by Nigel Pilkington. The theme tune was composed by Michael Bennett. Other original music was by Orcs Studios. Audio engineering was by Holly Paris, and sound design by Jude Hodgson-Han. The Slimmer Tessum was recorded at ID Audio in London, and the Dying Breed series is copyright Nigel Pilkington and Peter Cragg 2020.